My name is Dr. Nate Shannock. And my name is Merrick Egber. This is the official podcast of the Els for Autism Foundation for Autism. We call our podcast this because it's a play on our foundation's name. And Merrick and I are both terrible golfers. But we love how golf has become such a transformative tool to helping people with autism. When I'm not a part of the podcast, I'm part of our growing research team. And when I'm not part of the podcast, I'm the communications specialist, which is why you are hearing me right now. I'm also the autistic. This is our 35th episode of the podcast, Keeping Your Health in Check with Dr. Kimberly Raviccio and Doreen Camerata, who are our licensed mental health counselors and co-facilitators of our support groups. So make sure to stay tuned for their interviews on part A of the podcast. Also on part A is our foundation news and updates where you will learn more about what we have been doing as a foundation, what we are doing, and what we will be doing. What we hope to do is to present news and updates about our foundation, interviews or feature stories that play a big role with us and with the community as a whole. Speaking of which, for part B, listeners will get to hear our Today in the World of Autism segment, where we posit the news and current events reflective of the world we live in today. Also, check our show notes for websites, resources, and other groovy things we would like to have on the written record for all you four autism fans. Now, here are some news and updates about the foundation. Tune in to episode 34 to listen to our interview with Danny Bowman, founder of Danimation Entertainment and Love on the Spectrum participant. She talks about searching for love, her giving back to the autism community by founding an animation studio, and her speakership at the 2023 Recreating Recreation Conference. Make sure to also listen to the rest of the program to get an idea of what we were doing as a foundation during that time and learn something new about the autism community for our Today in the World of Autism segment. So we have three segments to the conference, sports and fitness, arts and leisure, and health and healthy living and well-being. I interviewed Greg Connors, our recreation coordinator and keynote speaker at the 2023 Recre Recreating Recreation Conference and fellow employee about the suite of the Ernie L's Game on Autism programs, including tennis, golf, and fitness. On March the 23rd and the 24th, we will be having our next conference, the Recreating Recreation Conference. We'll have speakers presenting all the wonderful things that can be done in having a recreational experience. And we will have our 5K Roots and Ruts on the 25th this year during the conference. And I'll be able to have registration and more information on the show notes. So telehealth services, we have a lot of our therapy and counseling services in the virtual sphere where there is still excellent standards, but being able to use the services every, anywhere flexibly in your own home. The programs that we have are associated with the building blocks of treatments and guides to ASD. Make sure to contact Dr. Lozat, our Director of Programs, for more information, and I will have the email address and phone number on the show notes. So there's, uh, on Mondays from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. is our Adults of Autism Mental Health Support Group. Since 2019, we have had an Adults of Mental Autism Mental Health Support Group on campus supporting the northern part of Palm Beach County. I helped to build it up and we have an excellent group of facilitators to support our clients. 
This year, we have pretty much made Zoom a permanent fixture for our group so that our members may feel more comfortable with talking in their own homes. And Teen Connections Mental Health Support Group, Mondays from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock p.m. Shortly after the adult support group was launched, the Teen Connections Mental Health Support Group was piloted and established a way to support our teenage population going through difficult times. While there is more of a fun vibe, all efforts are taken to assist our clients to feel better and understood. Like the adult group, there is a permanent Zoom presence with this one too. All inquiries will go to Dr. Lusat at the email address and the phone number that will be in our show notes. So virtual recreational programs, yoga, Tuesdays, 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m., 16 plus only, just the age. Um, since it is such a calming bit of exercise, we offer for the 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m. time range, where we offer in-person and virtual services for our yoga therapy class. Led by Yale Lawrence, who has taught yoga at our campus for the past 10 years, she brings the traditional exercises that define yoga while crafting developmentally appropriate techniques too. Spectrum Book Club, Tuesdays from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock p.m., 18 plus only. Since 2020, our Spectrum Book Club program has dusted off our hard copies and paperbacks and has encouraged every client of the program to be excited with every new book we read. It also helps develop literacy, reading skills, and being able to take turns when appropriate. Best of all, it is all virtual. Connections Club, Thursdays, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock p.m., 16 plus only. While we were in the middle of the pandemic, we saw an opportunity to group members of different supports and abilities to connect with the supervision of the group's host. We have exercises, games, dancing, and the ability to not take any day for granted. Every day can be something to learn. While it's virtual, it is a reminder that nobody is ever truly alone. For inquiries, contact Greg Connors, our recreation coordinator. Phone number and email address are on the show notes. So adult programs. So the Spoken Wheel Society will have, well, well, they've had virtual meetings Fridays outside of the second Friday, 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock p.m. On-campus meetings with virtual supplementation every second Friday, 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. Since 2017, I've led and named the Spoken Wheel Society, which is a social group for adults with autism. We have had on-campus and off-campus events where we went to many different venues and locations and the social group was growing. There were friendships, romance blooming for a while, then COVID-19 happened. We had to cancel on off-campus and on-campus events and we adapted to using Zoom every Friday from 12 o'clock to one o'clock p.m. so that everyone can have a regular schedule to socialize. Eventually, we did bring the on-campus and off-campus events back but we also augmented our on-campus events to allow a Zoom screen to interact virtually. For the virtual events, we just made it a regularity because some of our members don't live in state or in the area and has been pretty successful. We talk about our week and weekend plans and we headline a game which, which can be named that tune, Hangman Jeopardy and others. So please contact Robin Jones, Associate Director of Adult Services at the email address and phone number on the show notes. All right. So we have two special guests and I will introduce both of them one by one. Two special interviews. And so I will start off with Dr. Kim Riviccio. 
She was born and raised in Key West, Florida. She attended the University of Florida for her BS in psychology and EdS in school counseling slash mental health counseling. She later completed her EDD in education leadership from Nova Southeastern University. She's a proud mother to two beautiful young boys. She enjoys traveling, fitness, boating, and gardening. Her passion is our youth, and I and she has personal experience with children on the autism spectrum. Her goal is to help people and families living with autism to reach their full potential. She also has worked with Doreen on our support group programs at the Else for Autism Foundation. And second guest in interview is Doreen Camarada. Doreen was born and raised in Long Island on Long Island, New York, and graduated from Hofstra University. At the beginning of her career, she worked as a school counselor with at-risk students that progressed into working as a grief and bereavement specialist for a local hospice program. For the past two decades plus, Doreen has worked in consultant jobs, including counseling stroke survivors and their families, as well as working with students and educators within the Palm Beach County school system. She's also a published author. Her book, Someone I Love Died by Suicide, a story for child survivors and those who care for them, has been a guide for many individuals that are touched by suicide. Her husband and herself have celebrated 30 years together. Doreen and her husband relocated to Palm Beach Gardens at the beginning of their careers to enhance employment opportunities, and this year they celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary. They have three beautiful sons, too. I want to welcome you both to the program, Dr. Riviccio and Doreen. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Merrick and Nate. Yes, we're very excited to have you both and also very appreciative for the excellent work that you're doing. You know, that was quite an intro, Merrick. So I figured we'd start off with a deep breath here. Um, meditation exercises have shown to have a number of positive effects on psychological well-being. So what type of meditation would you recommend? And is there a practice that you found to work particularly well with your clients? So I guess that's one of my questions. And I tend to use breathing exercises um, very often, um, whether it be with grounding um, or relaxation, Sometimes I will pair it with restorative yoga, um, but having our clients um, also do guided imagery if they're comfortable doing that. Um, it really depends on the individual client because you do not want to create more anxiety in using um, guided imagery exercises, but breath work is critically important um, in, in our work to help our clients become grounded um, in many, many different ways. Yeah, that's, that's really well said. We oftentimes talk about breathing being uh, a window into conscious control of what the brain is doing. So Exactly. Grounding is a huge uh, utility of, of meditation and breathing. And, you know, I like what you said also about customizing the approach for the individual. 
I know I've seen some people respond really well to focused attention, meditation, and then other people just want to do more non-judgmental mind wandering. So yeah, there's a lot of good exercises. So what, what are some resources that our listeners could check out relating to mental health management and enhancement? Um, absolutely. I think that, you know, I'll start by saying a few different websites for directories to obtain support if someone is looking for an individualized program or individual counseling or group counseling. Um, so, of course, they can start off by looking at our Else for Autism website and the different resources. Um, there are also directories that um, are specific to autism and mental health. So the various um, centers for autism and related disabilities in our area would be FAU card um, at all of the different universities. So there's directories that you can put in what service you're looking for, what area you live in, and you can be matched with providers. And then Autism Speaks also has a directory of services. Um, in addition to those in our Else for Autism website, um, sibling support can also be found at our Sam Sibs Stick Together website. We offer, um, we collaborate with the Autism Science Foundation and we offer various webinars and resources. Um, the ones that I've mentioned also have different books and resources, whether it's how to explain ASD to friends or family or how to gain support as a grandparent. Um, so you can also obtain different resources from those sites. But in, a, in addition to those specific websites, there's also several relaxation apps. If, if the goal is relaxation, um, guided meditations through different apps on your phone um, and finding the one that has the right services that you're looking for to help with mindfulness or help guide you through those breathing techniques. Um, Doreen and I use a lot of visual breathing cards or breathing strips that help kind of guide you through those steps and provide that structure. So I, I would add that um, other management techniques could be journaling or um, working with a therapist and doing cognitive behavior therapy exercises. Um, we use things like thought records where we would add that into journaling. So you're journaling like what your feelings were, what happened, what your thoughts were, and then you would bring that in and we would help with restructuring those in a way that helps you, that, that you know, can work for you. Um, sometimes we do um, for social skills, we, we may do things like social mapping or what we call social autopsies, where we look through the situation and help provide support to the person who um, is helping solve um, social problem solving. So those are just some of the different um, strategies or, you know, resources. Yeah, thank you. That's so helpful. And I'm sure we'll provide some links to our listeners so that they can check out some of these resources for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, also I know that you're both a part of the healthy living and well-being segment of the 2023 Recreating Recreation Conference. When it comes to other segments, 
like sports and fitness, arts and leisure, how do these play a role in mental health also? I think they're incredibly um, impactful. And I would say that some of my best sessions working at the ELS are on the basketball court and also over in the golf area. Um, I, I find that being outside for some of our clients, that in itself could promote so much more openness um, and um, their ability to um, really engage in the therapeutic process. Um, I know not only utilizing sports, I know Kim and I have talked and she's really helped to guide me. We use a lot of the CBT cards and I'll use those sometimes in the sports and fitness so that they'll be integrated as a way to kind of pause as we're doing a sport or we're um, discussing a different topic and we'll sit down and flip through um, some of the behaviors and some of the techniques and strategies that are most helpful. Um, we both, I don't know if Kim had already said, we've both been utilizing vision boards, um, mandalas, and also drawings. Um, I found with um, a young lady that I used that using drawings was extremely effective to have her um, express what was giving her the greatest anxiety in our session. And um, I don't know if she would have been able to put words or not really describe what it was that she was feeling about a certain circumstance. So using art is very, very powerful, as well as using music. Um, I try, I have a speaker that sometimes I'll take into the session and use that for my client to be able to either create their own, I know this is like, aging me, but maybe create their own album or disc with choosing songs that represent who they are and discussing why it is that those songs are important to them and, and how listening to them can be um, a part of the breath work and a, a part of um, a healing experience for them. Mm -hmm. Also, I know we've talked in our group about creating not only an album, but songs and lyrics where um, we can pair what in, in a group, what people um, are feeling and create the lyrics to a song to help them to express um, themselves in that way as well. And, and just to add, I think, Doreen, similarly to what you said uh, regarding meditation and the method that works best for the individual, I think that's, that is just the same kind of sentiment for recreation is having an activity that the, the person feels comfortable with or is willing to try or feels safe to try versus an imposed activity. So I think the structured activity is so positive, but it needs to be something that, you know, we follow their lead, which is what you've done with um, the basketball and, you know, the, the art and kind of knowing which activity would work best for which client and, and inviting them to do it. Yeah. 
Well, the last thing too, I know I mentioned it with the breath work is utilizing yoga whenever possible. Um, I know personally I've used yoga and have trained in it and allowing for different restorative poses or um, even strength poses to help empower our clients. I love those answers and not just because there was mention of basketball, which is one of my favorite sports, but you guys mentioned sports and also arts and it sounds like there's a reoccurring theme, which is that these are tools that can help with expression and they can also help to establish a lot of rapport between the therapist and the client and try to find some common ground where both sides can open up with one another. So Merrick, I will hand off the, the basketball to you now. Okay. And I will slam dunk it. <laughs> um, so uh, my first question is, what are some guidance you would offer to an individual FASD that helps to balance out their health and well-being? I would say to start off to lead that question would be to say to embrace their uniqueness and to um, recognize their strengths and lead with their strengths. With that said, I think it involves recovering from a lot of past pain. If it's an adult um, or a child of, you know, being in settings where they may feel misunderstood or, um, you know, struggling to feel a part of a group or su such a, you know, past pain. I hear that theme quite often of feeling misunderstood. So I think that that would be a barrier that, you know, would need to be worked through is recovering from that pain to be able to embrace their uniqueness and, and, you know, feel themselves coming from a neurodiversity perspective. Um, so again, you know, leading with strengths, doing more of what works and um, letting that lead the way and reaching out for support if, if support is needed um, to help, you know, whether it's to work with an individual counseling or support group or social group, but to find their community, to find your community of friends. Okay. Second question. Um, you happen to both uh, facilitate our support groups. How does facilitating group discussions matter for mental health? I think this is a huge part of um, our success at the ELVES is the support groups matter so much um, for the mental health for our clients because it, it not only does it allow our members to connect with one another, um, but as Kim was pointing out, it gives them a place where they feel understood. Um, whereas she was saying many times in many environments, they feel misunderstood. In the group, there is this kind of gel that happens and an aha, I got you, I understand you, I've kind of been there. Um, and in the group, it's, it's really the opportunity for not only for them to connect with each other, but also to share their experiences and provide them um, the opportunity to share what has worked and what hasn't worked. So the caring that goes on between the individuals and the empathy is enormous. 
but also the amount of um, true undivided support where they want to help one another is, is an enormous thing. Um, I think as a group facilitator, one of the things that I find is very important is to emphasize and link the individuals. I know um, throughout the group, sometimes I take notes and I try to go back and pair up um, those that have had shared throughout the, the time. And it didn't even have to be a group this week, but maybe something that was said a couple of weeks prior um, to help them to link with their common feelings and experience. Um, again, I think that, that in doing this, it allows the group members to be more open with one another um, and again, share their own personal challenges and their own strategies of what has, has worked and what has not worked for them. Okay, that's a great, uh, great answer. Um, and I can definitely see it with, uh, both of you's influences on, on the group that I, uh, come to and it, it, you're definitely right. Definitely correct. Um, so the last question is talking about the 2023 recreating recreation conference in March there'll be one of you on the panel to discuss mental health. What major takeaways will conference participants learn from that panel? Yes, Doreen and I are both um, building the content of that presentation and we're really enjoying the conversations and the planning. Um, Doreen will present the information that day and I think it's gonna be really fun and it's gonna be both an experience. I think that participants will have an opportunity to experience recreation, to feel it themselves. Um, and then we'll talk about the benefits of recreation and mental health. And there are so many benefits. I mean, I could name a few and we could continue to add for quite a while, but you know, there's therapeutic opportunities similar to play therapy where you find opportunities to explore stories, to, um, learn strategies to practice. And in the case of um, most of our participants would, would uh, be able to practice flexible thinking strategies or social problem solving, or maybe how to self-regulate or emotionally regulate when you're on the basketball court or when you're um, on the golf course opportunities to practice in the natural setting. So for some of my cases, my, my um, clients, we will, meet in the in the room and play a game or we'll present a concept and then we'll go out and experience it in recreation and reinforce it and see what it really looks like in the natural setting. Uh, it's a great opportunity for connection and rapport, like Nate said earlier. Um, it's a relaxation opportunity, uh, provides routine learning in, a, in an environment that's predictable um, in practicing that. It's a, in, in school settings or in group settings or in the community. It's a wonderful opportunity for inclusion if done properly. And I think that's why these conferences are so important is that we can't just say, hey, recreation's important. Let's let's go out and play. We need knowledge. We need skills. And we need to make sure we, we get it right for our population. So having people trained properly is essential. Um, and protecting our our um, clientele and making sure that we're we're 
um, informed and we're acting in an informed manner. And then we'll take that to ways to implement recreation strategies and um, things that each person can take home that they may try in their particular setting that they're in. Okay, so those were, you, you heard wonderful answers by both uh, Dr. Kim Riviccio and Doreen. And I like to really, really applaud you all for taking your time to address these hot topics and the like, and to also prepare us for the 2023 Re Recreating Recreation Conference, which is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. It's always fun to be here with you guys. And Doreen, I have to joke with you. Um, I would be corrected by my teenage boys. It's a playlist. <laughs> right? I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, I love the idea of an album. And I remembered. Mm -hmm, yep. I don't know. I it's, playlists. <laughs> it's funny because I've had to use my sons to help me to create playlists which we would have thought as albums. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And also, <laughs> if you really think about, um, well, what's interesting is that uh, Dr. Well, you know, um, Dr. Shinnok's story is focused on meditation, which is one of the questions that he asked about you. And the answer that you gave about uh, music that you gave Doreen is the story that I will basically take on because music is one of my major interests in this world. Mm -hmm. So uh, sorry to interrupt, uh, Dr. Shinnok, you can continue. Mm -hmm. No, I was just about to make a bad joke about c cassette tapes is <laughs> what I thought Doreen was about to say. But um, yeah, I think with the quality of those answers, we could probably just end the show now and be a big hit. Definitely. Thank you for having us and we'll see you at the conference. Thank you. All right, you guys. Bye. I could fly so high, oh, like a butterfly. I fly into the air so high, oh, like a butterfly. A moth is a butterfly without any colors, but what's beautiful is what's inside. Maybe a moth is just a butterfly trying to hide. Well, I'm just a caterpillar crawling around. Knowledge in my head, but my feet on the ground. Soon I'll be like an angel in the sky, like a butterfly. I wish that I could fly so high, oh, like a butterfly. I fly into the air so high, oh, like a butterfly. Like a bird, I was meant to soar. I will fly through the sunlight and even when it pours You can't stop me when I get a hold of the wind 
was once a poor cat and pup Who grow up and take to the sky Like a flock of butterflies I wish I could fly So high Oh, like a butterfly I'll fly into the air So high Just like a butterfly I'm a boy. 